The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out and save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to e-commerce SEO strategy week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to publish an episode every day discussing everything that you need to know to modernize your e-commerce SEO strategies for 2021. Joining us for e-commerce SEO strategy week is Tyson Stockton, who is the vice president of services at Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. So far this week, Tyson and I have talked about the evolving SERP landscape. We talked about product feeds and some of the changes in Google shopping. And yesterday we talked about the fascinating topic of faceted search pages. Today, we're going to turn our attention to the way that brands are using e-commerce content for top of funnel interactions on Google. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health backlinks and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not, because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the fourth installment of e-commerce SEO Strategy Week with Tyson Stockton, VP of Services from Searchmetrics. Tyson, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. What's going on, Ben? We're downhill last stretch of the week. Somebody told me that Thursday is actually Junior Friday, so it feels like it's time to get ready for the weekend. I'm excited to prepare for the big celebration of the end of the week. Let's talk a little bit about what's happening at the top of the funnel. We've been talking about some of the ways that SEOs can manage their data feeds and search pages and what they're getting into the index, but it's not just about actually driving conversions. We're seeing more e-commerce companies think about using content to drive top of funnel interactions. Why is that trend happening? I think it's kind of a natural evolution there because we started the conversations earlier in the week where we talked a bit about more product pages than category pages. And then as you kind of check the boxes, the natural first step is going to be 
to the pages that are going to have the higher conversion rates. So usually your product pages and your category pages get a lot of the attention. But then how do you continue to evolve and how do you continue to increase your rankings? I've seen a lot of companies and a lot of SEOs that will then start to turn to editorial content as a way of expanding their reach. A lot of SEOs are attributed or their performance is attributed on overall sessions, not necessarily the revenue generated. So if I'm optimizing a website and I need to drive more traffic, well, some of those top funnel terms have high search volume and it's something that's not as tapped into where you may not have control of the inventory and the number of SKUs that your website has, but you can influence the amount of content that you have. All right. So a little gray hat internal SEO strategy there. If you're being evaluated based on total sessions, not revenue, top of funnel probably matters to you the most because there's the highest search volume. You know, one of the things that occurs to me and is less shady than what Tyson is suggesting is that Google is potentially going to be building in more e-commerce interactions into the SERP. All right, I'm selling. We've been using the term basketball hoops as our example all week long. I'm selling basketball hoops and someone who is ready to buy is looking for the transaction. They go into Google. Google owns the relationship. They sell the basketball hoop and build some sort of an API and Google shopping or whatever it is. I don't end up owning the customer relationship just like I wouldn't with Amazon. That's great. I got a conversion, but it's terrible. I don't get to know who that customer is. I don't get to build the lifetime value because they've never got to my web properties. Top of funnel content, on the other hand, helps you get in front of the customer while they are in the research phase before they're ready to buy. And it allows you to understand who your customers are and cultivate that relationship. Do you agree or disagree that top of funnel activity has inherently more value over the lifetime because you're able to build that customer relationship? I do agree. And I would clarify, even though I was plugging the little, I guess you could call it gray hat tactic area, but I definitely don't think that it's not valuable because one, if you look at the buying funnel and the buyer's journey, it always has to start somewhere. And myself, when I'm looking for products, I will always start when doing some general like what is the best X for Y? So I think that is a really valuable area, not just to driving users that will eventually convert, but also in the sense that you can fuel and kind of like drive other marketing campaigns as well. So you bring someone in the top of funnel, maybe you don't get the conversion on that click, but now you got the user, you can follow that person, you can, you know, bleed into ads and then maybe get them again in organic. It's not necessarily where my starting point would be if I was starting a brand from scratch of like which pages am I going to optimize first. But I think it's an awesome and great tactic for especially the more mature e-commerce sites to further expand their footprint and further establish themselves in a market. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's more of a marketing strategy question and it goes back to what you were talking about. Look, as an SEO, there's how you're evaluated and there's also what's actually driving business impact. So if you're starting a brand from scratch, do you start with people that are bottom of the funnel and try to drive those conversions to get revenue or you're starting to build customer relationships? Do you think that top of funnel content is something that needs to be prioritized differently for brands that are selling expensive products as opposed to cheap products? You know, the impulse products versus the things that require more research. How do you prioritize your top of funnel content? That's a really good point. And obviously you're more kind of like 
transactional things that you're not really thinking about very much is going to be ones that are going to have less opportunity. I think besides basically overall price point of the products, I would be thinking about it more in terms of lifestyle type brands. One really good example is looking at REI. So REI, obviously they have the commercial side and then typically people that are into their products, they're into that outdoor lifestyle, those experiences, they're researching different hiking trails to do or how to do a through hike or something like that. So if you look at REI's website performance, even though they're a clear market leader in that space, there's another website that's very strong as well, Backcountry. And if you compare just the REI Learn directory, which is their editorial kind of longer form content, that's not a product or category page. Right around September of last year, the Learn directory is outperforming the entire domain of Backcountry. So not only are you able to increase the reach, you can actually drive a significant volume of traffic. And just in this editorial content, they're getting more clicks and more users than some entire competitors' websites. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Help me understand the prioritization here. What recommendations do you have for someone that is starting to think about editorial content for their website? And what about people that already have established brands? So the first one, if you're not doing top of funnel editorial content, the starting place for this is really going to be kind of similar to your traditional keyword research. So you want to understand the overall magnitude or the overall opportunity size of the editorial piece. You first are going to want to understand what the buyer's journey is to actually reach your products. So doing those content gap analysis, understanding what type of questions are people asking before they get to your actual product or category pages, and then also do some competitive research. Most larger websites and competitors that you might be going up against will typically put all this content in one directory or possible subdomain blog, something like that. So it's usually pretty quick and easy to find the actual content or keywords that your competitors are ranking for that you can use to help quantify the size of the opportunity. So I'd say if you haven't explored this, first gauge the size of the opportunity, identify what's going on in that space, 
then select your starting points. I would typically do a combination of looking at like the search demand opportunity in that space and then also look at what that leads to from your product selection. So it's like if I'm REI and say like we don't have any editorial content, I'm not just going to pick any category because as I search volume, I'm going to look at categories that we have a strong margin in or we sell a lot of products. And then I might use that in combination with search demand to then prioritize what pieces of content I'll create to start. I think that there's risk here. That's really the big thing for me. You mentioned before talking about how SEOs are being evaluated. You know, if you're going to create editorial content, you're moving up the funnel. You're moving away from transactions. So there's longer time to maturity for the leads that you're potentially generating. This is really a strategic decision for you to think about when it comes to, A, how secure am I in my job? B, how much leeway do I have to be able to drive top of funnel traffic that isn't necessarily driving conversions, right? Am I being challenged with awareness driving goals or am I being evaluated based on direct response? And C, how much faith does the organization have in you to take on a relatively larger and competitive undertaking that potentially has big rewards, but it also isn't guaranteed that you're going to be driving conversions? That's an excellent point. So it's what recommendations if you're a business that isn't playing in the space yet? And I would say it's also really important to bring in other stakeholders in the organization that can help you monetize, leverage that traffic. So it's not just, hey, we got some brand recognition. Now when they search for our hiking boots, they're going to be more likely to click on us because I read an article about through hiking. But it's also connecting with your paid marketing counterparts because then they can be following ads around to those users. And that could be a quicker, easier, quantifiable impact of what revenue is generated. So I think it can be a little risky, but you're able to not necessarily just hedge your bets, but you're also able to get some support by showing the opportunity to the other marketing channels that then can leverage that traffic that you brought in the door. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tyson Stockton, VP of Services for Search Metrics. Join us again tomorrow when Tyson and I talk about the last episode for e-commerce SEO Strategy Week, Core Web Vitals for e-commerce. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Tyson, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or you could visit his company's website, which is searchmetrics.com, or his personal website, which is tysonstockton.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com awt. 
That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out to us on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Music.